Hello and welcome. You've tuned into Active Listening with T4 Tactics. I'm Marco Galbraith, your host, and our podcast is all about personal success and networking. We'll discuss small business tips, health and wellness issues, personal safety tips, financial gain, and a variety of other topics from professionals in the field. And once in a while, we'll throw in our area of expertise, firearm safety and active shooter response for businesses, churches, and schools. So sit back, relax, listen, and learn. Active listening with T4 Tactics. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to another episode of uh, Active Listening with T4 Tactics. I'm uh, Marco Galbraith, your host. Very happy to say that our last uh, few uh, episodes of uh, Active Listening have hit 1,800 listeners, so we're building it up. Uh, We've got some good subscribers. Uh, And if you like what you hear today, subscribe. There'll be more to come. It's Saturday, March 28th, 9.48 a.m., and and uh, we're under a lot of lockdown, a lot of restricted businesses, uh, only essential businesses. So I'm unable to teach firearm safety classes right now. Uh, and I have a lot of people that unfortunately I'm turning away for firearm safety classes to get their concealed permit. People are panicking um, with what's going on in the country right now. They're going out and buying firearms. And a lot of people have called me and said they don't, um, ha- they don't have any idea how the firearm works, but yet they've purchased it. So... I'm going to do a podcast here uh, related to just the very basics in firearm safety. Uh, you know, I, I teach the firearm safety class, the multi-state class for your concealed permits, uh, and I go into, in I'm very in-depth. So Virginia, uh, where I'm at, says that we have to teach, you know, the, the minimum standards. I go well above that because carrying and owning, possessing a firearm is all about responsible gun ownership, and you absolutely have to know everything you can possibly know. I pride myself on making sure that before anybody walks out my classroom door, they're absolutely comfortable with their firearm, and then more so when we go to the range. Virginia does not require us to shoot, uh, but I do for my classes. So I'm going to just go over some really basic stuff. If you're a firearm if you're a seasoned firearm owner, you might find this a little uh, a little drier, a little basic, but uh, you might get some um, some added uh, some tips from it. But I just want to go over the basic stuff. And this episode is sponsored by Specialty Exterminating uh, out of Amherst, Virginia. Uh, they're your local pest prevention partner. They served Central Virginia for over 40 years. Family-owned business, very important. Locally, family-owned business. They'll service residential, commercial, industrial accounts. Uh, They do everything from bed bugs to wildlife. You can visit them at specialtyexterminating.com and see how they can serve you today. I've personally known Calvin and Sabrina Kennan for a number of years. They're good people. Uh, Sabrina is the uh, Amherst Chamber of Commerce president. Uh, Her husband, Calvin, is very, very active in just about everything you can imagine in Amherst. Uh, Good people. I'm actually using them uh, for the past years, uh, I live in a log home, and I've been using specially exterminating for um, for the carpenter bees that tend to dine uh, on my uh, on my house. Uh, very good people, but give them a call. Um, so always support local business here in uh, in the Lynchburg area. So I teach active shooter training. You know that probably from listening to my podcast. Uh, we do all kinds of firearm safety courses. You can follow us on all the social medias. Uh, we're out there. So jumping right into it, the very first thing we have to remember, and during this podcast on firearm safety, you're going to hear me say this several, several times. Guns are not show and tell. 
if a gun is in the proper holster, and we always think about safety and retention in mind when we talk about holsters, but if a gun is in a holster, nobody will ever get hurt. If the finger's off the trigger and it's always pointed in a safe direction, nobody will ever get hurt. So that's going to be the theme or the key to this podcast is uh, just certain safety rules. A couple of primary causes of firearm accidents, ignorance and carelessness. In my classes, I go into in depth a, a couple of horror stories that I've personally experienced from being a police officer uh, and investigating some cases. But we have to remember ignorance and carelessness. Uh, elements of firearm safety, you have to have a positive attitude. You can't have a short fuse. You need to know the law. Uh, you've got to have knowledge of your state, local, federal ordinances before you buy and own and possess a firearm. And then you have to have the skill. Shooting is a perishable skill. So a lot of people take the concealed carry class and they'll go uh, to the gun range one time for that class. And I'll bump into them. How many times have you shot? Eh, been a couple years, haven't really shot. It's a perishable skill. So you need to, you need to keep shooting. Four primary gun safety rules. Treat all firearms as if they were loaded. Now, I don't say this to make you scared of the firearm, but if you walk into a room and there's a firearm there, you don't ever pick it up unless you're recognizing that that firearm could be loaded. So we don't just walk up and, ah, it's unloaded because he never loads his gun and we point it around. Always assume that they're loaded. Always keep your finger off the trigger until you're on site, uh, so you're on the target. So everybody has sympathetic reaction. So if I'm walking around with my finger on the trigger, uh, and a lot of people, I'll go back a little bit, a lot of people when they chamber their 9mm, the semi-automatic, they'll put their finger on the trigger, a disaster waiting to happen, finger off the trigger. So back to sympathetic reaction, everybody has sympathetic reaction. Uh, if I've got my finger on the trigger and I'm walking around the gun range and I was to slip on uh, unstable flooring or I was to trip over my own two feet, once I grab something with my other hand, that finger can become sympathetic to my, I'm, I'm right-handed. So I've got my finger on the trigger on the right hand, my right finger, and I go to grab something with my left hand, that right finger that's on the trigger becomes sympathetic. Well, the left one is squeezing, maybe I should squeeze boom, you've got an accident. So when I was on the SWAT team uh, in, in Florida, when I was a police officer, we'd be going in to do a search warrant, finger off the trigger, because it only takes a second to put it on the trigger and make your, your decision. But if you're already on trigger and something startles you, it could be devastating. So finger off the trigger. It's a habit that you have to, to connect with, and it's gotta be muscle memory. When you grab your firearm, finger off the trigger, unless you're on target and you're prepared to fire. Don't ever point a firearm uh, at anything you're not willing to destroy. So in my firearm safety classes, when I have brand new people or kids, we've had kids as young as eight, year old, eight years old take the concealed permit class uh, just for general firearm safety because there's guns in the class. I give them plastic guns and I tell them, they're just squirt guns, and I tell them from this point on during the class, when you get up to get water, when you get up to get a donut, you take a break for the class, you go to the bathroom on one of the breaks, you carry the firearm and you keep your finger off the trigger and point it in a safe direction. We have to make sure that the finger's off the trigger and it's pointed in a safe direction. And then before the decision to fire, think about what's well beyond your target. You would not believe the firearm accidents that I've worked where people go out in the woods in a rural area, they set up tin cans or bottles or paper targets, and they, they get into that mindset that as long as I hit the target, the bullet magically stops. It doesn't. 
bullets travel an extremely, extremely long ways. Depending on weather conditions, humidity, wind, if it's going to hit a tree, a bush, what you're shooting. But think about what's well, well beyond that target because a lot of people don't and that's where people get injured. We have to know how to use the firearm safely. Read your owner's manual. And again, this is for brand new shooters. Read your owner's manual. Be aware of where the safety, if the, if the firearm has a safety, if it's a revolver, semi-automatic, know all that. There is a ton of stuff you can learn on YouTube just to getting that firearm in your hand. Be sure the firearm is safe to operate. I've had some people that have taken the firearm safety course and they show up with firearms that have damage to them or are rusted or are absolutely filthy. Probably not the safest gun to shoot, um, so we have to make sure that they've been cared for. Only use the correct ammunition. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit uh, coming up. Always, 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 I'll say it one more time, always use eye and ear protection. I've uh, I've been shooting for probably 30 years uh, handguns on, on pistol combat courses, and I've had a lot of stuff come back and hit me. Just ricochet a splinter from the from the paper or from the uh, wooden target, a piece of plywood, or a little shaving of metal comes back from the target, or um, gunpowder spray comes back to your face. It's not anything that's going to send you to the doctor or urgent care, but you do feel it. But let me tell you, you get something like that in your eye, and that eye could be done. We only have two of them. So protect your eyes and protect your ears. Don't ever use substances that will impair your normal functions. I get people that take my concealed carry class and I've had them ask me, how many guns can I, or how many beers can I, uh, can I have once I get my concealed permit? None. It's like Dr. Evil. How about zero? Absolutely none. Don't drink. Don't have anything in your system. If you get involved in a firearm accident, they're going to draw blood on you. But more importantly is any, any substance that affects your ability to think or your normal functions is going to hinder you with making a critical decision or just being silly with your firearms. So stay away from anything you're not supposed to be doing. Uh, and that includes alcohol if you're old enough to drink. Just stay away from it. hands. This primarily means kids. It can mean other adults too, but we have to be responsible gun owners. If you own 10 guns, you should know where every one of them are at every single time. If one's not on you, you're carrying concealed, you should know where the other nine are. They should be under your control, either locked up in your vehicle in a safe, a vehicle safe, uh, which are available or in a home safe, but you should know at accountability. I go through, I travel a lot with active shooter, so I fly a lot to other states. You wouldn't believe when I talk to TSA how many people try to get through TSA with a backpack with a fire or carry on with a firearm in it. And when they get caught, they say, Oh, I forgot it was in there. Friends, that is irresponsible gun ownership if you don't know that you have a firearm in your backpack. It's a poor excuse. They're trying to break the law, but uh, but that's irresponsible gun ownership. So we have to make sure that kids in our home can't access firearms. Right now with the coronavirus, we've got kids out of school and parents working. Those kids could get curious at home. Those kids are being sent to grandparents' house. Those kids are being sent to aunt and uncle's house, friends' houses. A firearm can be found anywhere. I can't tell you how many times uh, in Florida when I was on the drug unit and SWAT team, street crimes unit, we're chasing the bad guy, and we know that guy always carries a gun, and he always carries uh, drugs. But when we catch him, he doesn't have the 
guns. He didn't have the gun. He didn't have the drugs on him. So where's he thrown them? He's thrown them in the woods somewhere or a playground or a parking lot or under a car in somebody's driveway or in a carport. You know what? I, kids can find those guns. So we have to teach kids. Uh, we do a, we do a, a class every now and then on kids and guns, and we teach them some car. We do some cartoons, coloring. It's it's a two hours of just fun. But what they do is when they walk out the door, they they have a uh, understanding and they know a, a song from Eddie Eagle from the NRA. Stop, don't touch, leave the area, tell a responsible adult. Very important. But as adults and gun owners, we have to make sure that the kids don't get the guns in the first place. So lock them up. Don't ever handle a firearm in an emotional state such as anger or depression. So if we're easily ticked off or if we got something going on in our life where uh, things are stressful, then maybe right then is not the time to have a firearm in our hands. So keep that in mind. And this is personal preference. Keep the firearm unloaded until you're ready to use it. That's a big safety consideration. Me personally, we don't have kids in the house. My wife has been through this course, the firearm safety course. Um, so I can come home and just set the gun down in the holster. We're, we're good. Uh, but if we have kids visiting or if we have foster kids in the house, uh, then it's a whole different story. The gun is locked up. Um, but for me personally, mine's always loaded because I'm always ready to use it for self-defense at home, self-defense when I'm out and about. But I would strongly suggest that if you have kids or untrained individuals in the house, as soon as you get home, that gun gets unloaded, the ammo's separate, and the guns and ammo are, are locked down. Um, so know the difference between a, a revolver and a, a semi-automatic a lot of people don't so whether you've purchased a revolver or semi-automatic uh, you have to know the difference make sure you carry the correct ammo uh, from a tactical position i like to see boyfriend girlfriends that live together or i like to see husband and wife use the same uh, type of ammo so nine millimeter. So, you know i'm always thinking active shooter i'm always thinking uh, survival and, and being prepared if you're using the same type of ammo and you're out somewhere and something goes absolutely sideways and one of you is, is not able to respond to that threat, at least you know, hey, I can go to their gun and get their ammo or their magazine. It may not be the same type of gun that fits the same magazine, but you can use their ammo. For instance, if I jump in my wife's car to go somewhere and things go sideways, I know that in the glove box, I carry a 9mm, she's got 9mm ammo in that glove box locked up. So, uh, so think about that. That's not a that's not an absolute rule, but from a tactical position, it might be a good uh, something to consider. So, 380s and nine millimeter look really similar, holding them in your hand. Uh, 357 and 38. You can put a 38 into a 357, but you don't want to put a 357 into a 38. Things like this, you have to be aware of. And again, this podcast is for brand new gun owners, people that because of the coronavirus don't have the opportunity. To, uh, to go out and take the firearm safety course, which, uh, you know, like I said, today's the 28th of, of uh, March. We should be up and running by Monday and able to teach uh, individual one-on-one -on -one firearm safety classes. So uh, hopefully we'll fix that problem. But <clears throat> um, your local gun store where you purchase the gun from can, it can obviously guide you into what ammo to use, what ammo is right. Uh, there's defensive rounds, there's practice ammo, huge price difference. In the both, you don't want to shoot the, the uh, defensive ammo at the range uh, because it's going to be very expensive. So you want to do the practice ammo. So be aware of that. Be aware that there's ammo, ammo malfunctions. There's the misfire, hang fire, and squib load. We need to be careful of that. Again, if you're a new gun owner and you're practicing with your gun and something goofy happens, 
finger off the trigger, keep it pointed at the target, and just count 30 seconds. That's going to give any anything that's going to happen t plenty of time to happen. Um, a hang fire is just going to be a second. It's just a delay uh, in the firing process. But instead of going through all of those uh, in detail just to save you some time, anything unusual happens with a, a pistol malfunction or people call it a jam. It's actually a malfunction. Wait 30 seconds downrange, finger off the trigger. That's going to give you time to get your brain back in order to figure out how am I going to fix this. It's not anything that's going to hurt you. As long as you keep it pointed downrange, finger off the trigger, there's that finger off the trigger again, point in a safe direction, you'll be able to fix it. And we go over that in the firearm safety class. You're going to need some basic fundamentals. Hand grip. If you're holding a semi-automatic wrong, it's going to malfunction or jam every time you fire it. Think about body position, how you're going to stand. There's a defensive way to stand, uh, and then there's a there's an offensive way to stand. So breath control is huge for new shooters. Sight alignment, are you dominant eye or, or, uh, or how are you going to aim? Trigger squeeze, there's a ton of information on that. Uh, and then proper follow through. Proper follow through is when I shoot the gun, bang, I'm going to stay on target. I'm not going to drop it uh, recklessly. I'm not going to set it down. You need to practice how you want to respond in a self-defense shoot. Start developing that muscle memory. All right, we're almost wrapping up. Um, we're going to talk about cleaning. I clean my gun every single time I shoot it. If the one that I carry daily for self-defense, personal protection, um, if I haven't shot that within you know three months, two or three months, I'll take a, a, an hour. It doesn't take long. Take an hour, take it apart, and clean it. Uh, a dirty gun will jam, and you'll find that when you carry a gun daily, it gets full of lint, it gets full of debris, they just attract things. So we want to make sure that the firearm is, uh, in, is clean and safe to use uh, in good working order. If I go to the gun range uh, and shoot, or if I shoot in my backyard, then uh, I immediately go and clean the gun. It is so much easier to take that gun apart and clean it after you've just shot it than it is to wait a few weeks, a month, or a year. You're going to be working hard if you wait. So remember, a, uh, a, a dirty gun tends to jam, a semi-automatic, tends to malfunction. So make sure you uh, you keep it clean. It's a little intimidating at first if you haven't ever taken a, uh, a, a semi-automatic apart. Once you do it, it's like riding a bike. You got it. It's easy. There, there's there's not many parts to it. There's not There's no screws and buttons and stuff like that. It's made to be taken apart. The biggest safety rule for cleaning a gun is do not have any ammunition on the cleaning table. You will get bitten. I've worked with police officers that have been on the SWAT team. They've been around guns their, their entire lives, and they've had accidents because they put that ammo on the cleaning table. Get into a habit where you unload your gun uh, in, a, in a separate safe room. Again, point in a safe direction, finger off the trigger. Remember all your safety fundamental skills. But uh, unload that gun in a different room and then go into a different uh, area of the home or your garage and clean it. But do not have any ammo on the cleaning table. It'll bite you. Holsters, safety's got to be the con biggest consideration. Here in Virginia, we have um, what I think is very goofy, and it's open carry, just like the Wild West. You can strap a gun on your side. It's our Second Amendment right. I get that, uh, but I just think it's reckless, and it, it, um, it can cause uh, problems and, and can show aggression, and the wrong people see it, and it could be bad. But if these guys that are doing open carry, 
you absolutely, and concealed carry, you absolutely must have a retention holster. So a retention holster is you can roll down a hill, you can fight somebody because sometimes you may have to fight somebody because you're not justified to shoot them. So you may have to fight somebody, you may have to run from somebody, uh, you may trip and fall. You do not want that gun coming out. So a retention holster keeps the gun on you, on your side, secured to your side in the holster. We also want to make sure that every holster we use has a trigger guard. So when it's in the holster, the trigger cannot be accessed. So uh, with that, I don't like, I'm a personal, I'm personally not a fan of the appendix carry because you're reaching in. It goes in the front of your, where your appendix is. It goes in your uh, front of your pants. And uh, basically when you're, when you're getting the firearm, you're reaching into a pouch that doesn't have a trigger guard. That's a disaster waiting to happen. We all have femoral arteries that run along our legs. Uh, you do that, or some people carry a gun in their front pocket, not in a holster. Disaster waiting to happen. You hit that artery, you're dead in seconds. So think this through. Think everything through. Take a firearm safety class. Get familiar with your firearm, but get the right holster. Remember, guns are not toys. Somebody wants to see your gun, you tell them to Google it, or you tell them to meet them at, you, I'll meet you at the shooting range, you can shoot it. We don't ever hand anybody a loaded gun uh, if we are in a position where we're going to sell one of our guns, or we want to show somebody our gun at the range. We, If it was a semi-automatic, we take the magazine out, we unchamber it, make or chamber it back to make sure we don't have a round in the firing position. We see that it's unloaded, and then we, they can look at the gun. Again, we wouldn't do this um, in a setting that's not right for firing a firearm. So uh, we wouldn't do it uh, in a place other than the shooting range uh, or, uh, or a controlled setting. Guns aren't toys. They don't get passed around. It's not show and tell. It's not playtime. Big responsibility. So I hope this gave you some insight. It's in no way at all any means to train you to go out and shoot your gun. It's just hopefully to give you something that you can, you can, a light will go off and say, you know what, I'm a brand new gun owner. I've never shot one before, but I bought one because of this crazy uh, situation with the coronavirus. I wanted some home protection. So hopefully you can review what I've talked about and just, just be aware. It's meant to keep you safe. It's not meant to get you to go out and buy a gun. It's in no way means that you're trained right now. We got a lot more to talk about, a lot of stories to tell, a lot of, um, hands-on demonstrations to do and go to the range before you start carrying it. This is meant for those people that are in a jam and bought a gun and can't go out and, uh, and get one. Remember, Specialty Exterminating. There are sponsors for today for this podcast. Uh, they're located in Amherst, Virginia, but they service uh, Central Virginia. Good, good people. Check them out at specialtyexterminating.com. See how they can help you out. It's, it's, they actually do a lot more than what you would just think an, an exterminating company can do. Uh, very connected to the community. Uh, we always want to support local businesses. If I can be of any help to you uh, with uh, firearm safety, active shooter training, follow me on uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. Uh, you've already got the podcast. Subscribe to the podcast. Always willing to help you out. Uh, my students that take my classes are always students. So uh, the students that take my firearm safety class for concealed carry or multi-state uh, are always uh have the ability to call me, and if you're going to buy a gun, I'll tell you yay or nay or what the price is, where the best place to get it. Uh, you take my class and you buy a gun, you want to learn how to clean it, come by the office, we'll clean it for free. Um, but carrying a firearm, owning a firearm is responsible. So just to recap, finger off the trigger unless you're on your target. 
always, always, always keep it locked up or secured if it's not in your possession. We don't want kids or unauthorized people to get it. Be safe. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I tried to keep it short. It's only 23 minutes. Uh, and uh, we'll get through this coronavirus. Remember, wash your hands. Be safe. Be kind to everybody. And uh, if I can help you out again, give me a shout. God bless everybody.